Welcome to Not Your Average Church Girl Podcast. Today's episode is What I Learned as a Pastor's Kid. Enjoy. But let me tell you what inspired me to do this episode. In the last season, you know, I was talking to, you know, all these different uh, church leaders, and there was a common topic that was mentioned, PKs. For those of you unfamiliar with the term, it stands for pastor's kids. You know, in almost every single episode, someone had mentioned, I just hope my kids don't turn out to be like the PKs that I grew up with. And really, only two of the guests that I had last season were actual PKs, um, but they didn't really talk too much about you know, how it was growing up as a PK. So I know for me growing up in church, I did always hear stuff about, you know, my pastor's kids, but rarely did I hear the PK side of the story. And as I listened to my guests, I kind of feel bad that the PK voices weren't being shared or heard, represented. I have invited two young people to share their experiences as PKs. My guests today are Karen Rivera and Caleb Pinto. Karen is the daughter of Pastor Ana Rivera, and uh, I knew of Pastor Ana growing up, and she's the senior pastor of Iglesia Ibero, dude, I want to make sure I say this right, Ibero America? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and Lancaster, California, and Caleb is the son of Pastor Josh Pinto. That name might sound familiar because I might have said it a couple of times on the podcast. Uh, pastor Josh is a senior pastor at Faro Church in the O.C., and Caleb's parents were actually on my podcast. Uh, his mom spoke in one episode, and his father spoke in a separate one. You can check those out. Uh, so naturally, I was like, I'm ahead of Caleb. I'll <laughs> say, well, he want to talk, too. Just going to get the whole family up in here. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you <laughs> for having us. Yay. Are you guys nervous? Very. Very, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I'm excited. I'm excited to... Um, hear your side of the story because rarely i mean first of all i know we haven't really started it but do you often get even get asked to share your experience as a bk i actually think this is the first time anyone's actually asked me like anything about being a pk really yeah usually it's just like oh yeah like he is like not so much like about it if that makes any sense like they're just kind of like he is one, but they don't really know, like, what it is, kind of. Got it, got it. What about you? Uh, for me, I guess, at LABI, uh, and I'll get into that later, but um, uh, only from there. But outside, no, I haven't been really asked about anything. Wow. Because I know that pastor's kids are sometimes treated a certain way, I'm very careful with my pastor's friends my friends that are pastors both at the church I serve at and just my closest friends um because I know that um even those of you listening you hear PK and already you have like uh this thought of who they are what they look like what they act like you know what I mean um and it's kind of messed up (laughs) it's kind of it really is I mean there are some truths to some things you know you know you might be like you're a PK and you're like ah that explains it but there are, you know, um, some kind of negative expectations also, or what's the word I'm thinking of? Negative connotations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, so first, tell me a little bit about yourself, Karen. Um, my name is Karen Rivera. I am 27 years old. 
right now I am working as an ABA therapist uh, with kids who have special disabilities and kids with autism. And I have three siblings. I have two older brothers and one younger brother, and I am engaged. <laughs> Woo, nice. get it, girl. Yeah. Get it. Uh, uh. She getting married. She getting married. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for you, girl. I'm single Thank myself. Hey, 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 hey. But I'm excited for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Caleb. All right. Well, hello, everybody. I'm Kayla Pinto. I am 22 years old, and I actually just graduated this last Friday on the May 7th from Vanguard University. And right now, I'm just working at In-N-Out part-time, but, you know, just graduated, so trying to get an actual job, or like a full-time job, I mean. And I have two little sisters, and I have a girlfriend right now. So, so as I mentioned earlier, I, d- I brought in two pastor's kids um, because I want, them th- I want them to share their experience. I think it's very important um, to hear from actual PKs and not just people who there because all of our experiences can be different. For example, I could have thought Caleb was a brat because the first time I met him, he threw a snowball at my head. It was winter camp. It was winter camp and he was 12. So <laughs> and I was a newbie. No, no. See, that's not right. That don't even <laughs> sound right coming out. No, but honestly, you know, the way that people can describe certain people is based on their own personal experience. And sometimes that can make other people believe, oh, that's how they are all the time. And unfortunately, PKs get that, you know, short end of the stick. You hear other people sharing their stories about you and everyone else, whether in the church or in the community, think, oh, that's just that's just how they all are. Um, Did you like being a pastor's kid? I mean, for me, I feel like it depends on when you ask me. Because, I mean, when I was, like, younger, like, probably, like, around 10, uh, for me, it didn't really make that much of a difference. At least, at least from, like, what I was thinking. I mean, I was a little kid, so going to church was just kind of, like, another day to hang out with my friends, more or less. But then, kind of, like, the older I got, like, towards high school, it was just kind of, like, like, I'm kind of, like, over it. Like, I want to be, like, kind of, like, a normal kid type thing. But now that I, now that I, like, look back and stuff, I'm actually really happy that I am a pastor's kid. Just because it kind of gives me that like, little extra foundation. What do you mean by when you say, like, um, I want to be a normal kid? Like, what, what was it about being a PK that didn't feel normal? Like, what did you experience that you're like, this can't be normal? Yeah, so for me, it was not necessarily being forced to go to church. But it was kind of like you're going to church, like, all the time. Like, middle of the week or, like, doesn't matter. Like. For me, most of the time when it kind of bothered me was when I had, like, games or something because I played soccer. So I would have, like, weekend games, Sunday games, and it came down to it, and it was always I had to go to church instead of a game, like, even if it was for the final of a tournament or something. But, I mean, other than that, there's never really been, like, I hate it kind of thing. But uh, yeah, same. Like, where uh, it depends when you ask me because like, we all go, I feel like we all go through that phase, you know, where it's like, again church middle of the week or every time but now like I'm realizing like in my my 20s like I'm just like uh, I love it you know it's it's something that it's like you know what it's like um you have to be a special type of breed to love it but it's like it's it's something that you you look at it in life and you're just like okay you know what like this is something that 
you know, its place in my life, and I, I love every second of it. You know, I love my church. I love everything about what it means to be a pastor's kid. You know, it it it, it might seem like it's like oh, like a big old thing, but it, like really, it's just something that it's naturally like comes to me. It's like okay, you know, I, I embrace it. You know. Yeah, and it's not like you could change it. Yeah, like that's yeah, like, there's nothing. This is my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can either like love it or hate it. Like I feel like there was always just like an extra set of eyes kind of on you. And yeah, I just kind of felt like a little bit under the microscope. Do you feel like people were waiting for you to make a mistake? I wouldn't say that, but I feel like people wouldn't be surprised if I did. Like just from like that kind of like that stigma of like, oh, pastor's kid, like there's like gonna be like kind of like that one moment where it's they're going to like mess up kind of. And so like, I feel like some people would like, not like hoping it would happen, but wouldn't be surprised if it did. Mm. It never really bothered me personally that much just cause I mean, you know me, like I've been kind of like focused driven, kind of like, I don't really care what other people like say or think, but I know for most people, like that's obviously like a really big thing. Like having kind of like that extra set of eyes, like the actual weight, like on your shoulders, kind of like, okay, like it's not just me. What am I doing? It's, what am what am I the pastor's kid doing kind kind of thing? I I don't think anybody would, I would say that would say like oh ex- like expect me to fail, but you know, um, it's always been like I've I've heard stuff people like say stuff about my parents and mm. it's heartbreaking, but it's like okay like I was like okay like I I know it's not true and these these people are just like they're just nuisance sort of a part of like trying to bring bring like people down people in ministry down so it's like i learned to just like shake it off and it's like and like oh they don't know what they're talking about <laughs> kind of stuff but you know um and there's always been like was a wolves and sheep's clothing and it's like people who just are there to just like just cause drama i i learned to like just let those things go and i learned to just like okay just carry on you know because I look at big picture stuff like, okay, you know, my family is still in ministry. My family is doing good. My family is, you know, and we just carry on. And I learned to just like brush off those things because, you know, it's like it, it's it's not something that I want to be stressing out about anyway. Yeah, I mean, for me, like I, I agree. I mean, like looking at looking back at things now, especially because I was younger, especially when my dad first started Fado Church. Um, kind of like that whole idea of like starting a bilingual church at that time was, I don't know why, but it, I don't think now I don't know why, but it was kind of like an out there idea. And I know there was like a lot of, I know there was some people like talking, at least trying to either break that down or just my dad in general. And I know there was, there's drama. I mean, there just is like, that's how it always is. But I mean, knowing who my dad is and like the pastors at Faro now, I mean, they're able to carry themselves well, like despite the criticism. And I feel like for me, as like as long as they're able to kind of like carry themselves as far as like it doesn't bother them, then I feel like me and the church is like more or less also okay. Just because people do get hurt, like how she mentioned, like some people get hurt in different ways, if at all. And I feel like having Hmm. trying to like word it right I feel like it's like not having like that tough skin but like having like the mentality of as long as I'm doing what I know is right like nothing can really affect you like 
that badly and so like that's how I that's how I see them like when they were kind of starting out like okay we know like this is like kind of like the right decision or like we know this is going in the right direction so just keep going and that's that's kind of how I see it I mean in life in general like outside of the church too like there's always going to be haters to say the least like (laughs) like in the most like basic way possible like there are people that just don't like you or like what you do or something like that like that's inevitable and I feel like just like how you carry yourself kind of goes a long way with how you continue to live yeah if you did see your parents hurting because of whatever well a couple things if they were hurting did they ever were they open with you and your siblings about any hurt or pain that they were faced with or dealing with in regards to church business uh no so they were really good at uh you know just being parents like being parents first and then being pastors second so like they were always like very like okay i'm your parent you know we're worrying about stuff from our family they didn't really show like any hurt or anything but like and since i was like younger you know now that i can see like that oh dang like this is what they went through like from like stories like i've heard but um like they they really didn't really like show show it and like i'm sorry i get like very emotional when i talk about my parents no that's this is why i want you to talk about them um just hearing you guys like for you guys you guys are talking like it's like nothing but it's interesting because you both said something caleb you said you have to have a tough skin you said it takes a certain type of breed and i grew up in church too and i never ever had to think that like I've never had to worry about that you know yes my mom went to church yes she was involved but growing up now today I'm not sitting here thinking like oh I had to have a tough skin I just could be because I don't have to worry about that and that just goes to show like you may not think it's pressure because this has been your whole life Mm -hmm. but that is a pressure the fact that you had to um, compromise not you had to compromise with your own schedule sometimes or the fact that you know, you did see your parents go through what they went through and knowing now that they kept so much from you, you know. Um, but just to hear you guys say, I had to have a tough skin. I had to do this. I can guarantee you no other kid growing up in church is thinking that. Like, I grew up in church and I never thought I need to have a thick skin. I just went to church, did what I did. I was also the one causing trouble, but you know, we're not <laughs> talking about that today. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm still causing trouble. Good trouble, though. Hey. <laughs> um, and this is why I want to have this conversation. Like, just hearing you guys, for you, you, it's like, whatever, that's life. But for me, I'm listening like, you had to have a tough skin. You're growing up just like everybody else. And I didn't have to have one. I didn't think about having a thick skin until I became a minister in my 20s i didn't think about having a thick skin when i'm a kid like that's not i'm not saying that's not normal you know because there's a lot of kids that you know for whatever reason have to go through stuff and have to learn how to you know i i'm fortunate if i can't i i mean even though i didn't have the richest home or but i had my i was pretty sheltered you know considering where i'm from i was pretty sheltered and i i'll admit that and so 
I had the luxury of not having to have a thick skin. I just be stupid all I want. I just do what <laughs> I want, you know. But um, uh, when you guys did, I guess, well, Caleb, I guess if you can answer the question, did your parents ever share with you and your siblings when they were, you know, dealing with stuff, church stuff? Um, so the older I got, kind of like the more open they were. I mean, obviously, considering like church stuff, there's a lot of complicated things. Um, but when I was younger, it wouldn't be so much like, oh, this happened today. It was just kind of like random, like little kid, like kind of moment, like, oh, like what happened? And it was just kind of like almost like kinda like that single tear, like dropping, like no words, like, but you knew something was wrong. And that's like kind of like the only times where I really saw like a kind of like a hurt that they had. But I also know like there's other stuff that I didn't see behind the scenes that they had to deal with. But I mean now like there's still tough times but i feel like they either have like a better control over it or they just i don't know like not like hide it but they they just have a better <laughs> i really don't know how to explain they just don't all. bother you with it yeah, or not like, even that they just they're just like maybe it doesn't even bother them yeah. to the point to like even to I need mean. to tell people i mean i can stub my toe i'm not gonna tell people but like <laughs> you know each problem i feel like is a individual like its own individual case yeah. but i feel like the ones that i do know like are never really like super big because i mean they always like they like to keep their confidentiality as well because they are pastors they do talk to a lot of people about a lot of different stuff yeah. and a lot of the stuff like i know is just more like oh someone is hurting like if you want help pray for it's not even like a name it's literally just help pray for people at church who are hurting it's like help pray for people like they would just kind of tell me like oh just pray just pray whenever something would come up and i don't think about it <laughs> i never really thought about that like it was just kind of like oh yeah like keep them in your prayers type thing but like now i'm just like shoot i probably should have actually been like praying because you know, like i'm still a little kid too like i'm like hitting like nine to like 12 like i'm still like everything's kind of like in the moment so i was like okay yeah thank you jesus like a little short quick thing but and see, you guys say like it's normal, okay? My mom wasn't <laughs> telling me to pray for people. And I know you're, and because I'm friends with your parents, Caleb. So I know they weren't telling you to like force you to pray for somebody. They were just like, we know that you saw somebody and that we know that you're aware that something's going on. So this is what we're going to do. You want to do something? Just pray. My mom wasn't telling me stuff like that. She was just like, mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your mouth. Go in your room. You know what I mean? And, and I... I think that just goes to show, like, um, I mean, I can't speak for a pastor with kids, um, but I can imagine the difficulty it is to be able to balance, you know, between church and family because at the same time you're trying to lead a church and help, you know, people. You also have souls that you're taking care of, not your church, but I want your family. So I can imagine that, you know, you guys were sheltered from some pretty tough things that they went through. But when you did notice that they were hurting or even now realizing that your parents went through some stuff, how does that make you feel about that? Or, you know, how do you do you process? Do you even think about that? For me, I, I do every now and then like that's like a random like thought like, wow, like that actually happened. But for me, like I, I look at what happened. Who knows? However long ago it was like with my eyes right now and so i'm just like really like like that happened like like whether it's like i don't even know like just like random stuff like 
oh, they couldn't give you a ride because you're someone's cousin or something like that. Like, just like something like random, like whether it's that or whether it's you go to a different school type thing. Like, I never understood it. Like some of the problems I know, like back then, like it was a big deal, like for them. But for me, I was just like, that was a problem. <laughs> and like, I don't know why, like it's able to be like so simple for me, at least to like talk about it. But I feel like because of like how they handled it and like how they talk about it now, never really made me worry about it just because of how they handled it and like how they are now. Like it never really bothered them that much, but it was just, it still happened. But so for me, like I'll like think about it like, uh, like that sucked, like that, that actually happened. But seeing where they are now, how bad could it have been? Yeah, same. Uh, it's just like, just like I would be told something. I was like, whoa, that really happened? I was like, where was I? Like, like since it didn't like cause like a big old commotion in my household, it didn't make it like as big as a commotion in my household for me to even do it as a second thought. Like, and then now looking at it, I was like, whoa, these, this has happened. And I was like, where was I? Who knows? <laughs> But yeah, it, that's I guess that's how it it really is like in my my household. Like it's like okay, it's like it it happened, that hurt happened, but like we moved on. Yeah, and that must be hard for your parents. I mean, again, I can't speak for them. I'm just imagining how difficult it could have been just for your parents to be able to, you know, compartmentalize. Is that that's the word, right? Yep, I think mm -hmm. so. Yeah, right. <laughs> I had to say it sure. in its syllables, so I said it correctly. Um, there had to be, it had to be difficult to separate. Hey, there it is. Church life and home life, you know, and it seemed like they did a pretty good job. You can correct me if I'm wrong, um, because I have run into some PKs who are just like, I hated it. My my family. Um, did not do a great job in separating those two. And, you know, church was brought into the house and we dealt, we all dealt with it and we knew everybody's business and everyone knew our business. And, um, you know, it's really good to hear um, some pretty healthy experiences. Healthy in the sense that you two are not jaded from being pastor's kids and just to be able to know from the beginning that you loved it and that you wouldn't change it. So that's not everyone's experience, right? There are a lot of hurt pastor's kids, you know, who um, may stay away from church. Now, they may still love God. You know, they continue their relationship with God as far as they're, you know, I'm still reading my Bible. I'm still praying. I might watch a service online or something, but I have chosen to separate myself from the body of Christ. Um, how can believers help them heal? How can a church reach out to them? Because I'm asking PKs here. And I'm sure you know of other pastor's kids. Because I didn't know growing up there was like a circle of pastor's kids or a ministry for pastor's kids, especially in Assemblies of God. So I didn't know that they like be knowing each other. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah. Oh, you guys didn't? <laughs> I, didn't. I didn't have that growing up. <laughs> I JK, did not get JK, invited JK, you know to what? that. We're gonna know. strip that. Okay. <laughs> do you know other pastors' kids? I do. I have okay. met a couple. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. So I'm not totally wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I get. Yeah, there w there is or there was. I don't know how 
effective it is or how consistent it is. Um, but I, at some point in ministry, I, I had heard that um, that there was a ministry for pastor's kids that, you know, um, ministered to them because that life is not easy. Um, so, you know, how can we reach out to pastor's kids that have been hurt by the church? How can we reach out? How can we help them heal? You say just love on them, you know. They're just like normal, they're regular people, you know, and they're, they may be hurting, so they're regular, regular, regular people, and whatever title that they have, it's, it's strip that away, because it, that's not, that's not what, it's like, oh, you're just a regular churchgoer, no, it's, um, they're regular people, you know, and like, just love on them, like, just how you would love on other hurt people. Yeah, I agree. I feel like just kind of like treating them like as a normal person because, I mean, for me, I feel like what helped me not be so jaded or kind of like push away from the church was that I was able, not that I was able to, but like I was able to make friends with whatever kids were there on Sundays and they ended up being my best friends. So that kind of like gave me the normalcy that like I kind of wanted when I was younger, especially being a pastor's gate of like always having to go to church. But, I mean, just treating them like a normal, like a normal person, because I know, like, it'll be just as awkward, like, trying to, like, reach out to them, because, like, again, it's, like, kind of, like, that special treatment that they might not want, because, I mean, for me, it wasn't special treatment so much as it's just, like, kind of, like, expectations, mm-hmm. like, oh, future pastor, like, after your dad, it's you type thing, and I was, like, I'm pretty sure there's, like, five other people in line before me, but <laughs> sure, like it's like I so I get that like I I've always wanted to be treated normal because especially when it came to like camps and conventions with like other churches it was like oh he's a pastor's kid and I was just like I just signed up last week <laughs> I don't know like I don't know what you're talking about but okay like sure like I'm a pastor's kid so for me it was just kind of like a nickname that mm. just kind of got under my skin just because like that's what it is like it's a name like it's not who I am mm. and I feel like reaching people like with who they are so much as like not so much as a title like a pk i feel like would be the best way to do it mm-hmm. dang how can how can the, the church and i when i say the church i don't mean the pastors of the church the leaders i'm just talking about the body of christ period how can we better serve pastors kids so that way you know they feel loved they feel as you said normal you know i think what's great too is that um, your parents didn't think that they were better than everybody in the church. They made sure that you knew you're just like every other kid. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. Definitely. Definitely. That was a, that was, that was a very clear point. And, um, you know, Caleb, I don't think people treated you special. like gave you special treatment. Um, no. I mean, every now and then they let me sleep on like the back pew when I was younger. But other than that, I don't think there's anything. I mean, we let all the kids sleep wherever they want. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's the thing. Like, you slept on a pew. I slept at the bottom of the pew. <laughs> <laughs> they just put me under so it's still dark down there. <laughs> so I could actually sleep. Oh, my God. Well, they didn't have pews. They had chairs. So oh, yeah, chairs. Stepping up I in the big world. Dang. I grew up with pews, and those were noisy. Yeah. You can hear we the person the sitting oh, down all the way down. We had chairs. We had pews. We had all the... We had 
the little do you remember the inflatable thing that we used to have for the junior for the kids were you there for that i wasn't there for that i came afterwards (laughs) so i think i came when you guys already had the buildings yeah so i think it was around fifth or sixth grade for me which was like i don't even know 10 years ago 11 years ago 11 years ago ago. so give or take 10 years ago we had like this bouncy house type thing literally just like plug it in flip the switch starts inflating and it's like comes up with like columns like reaching like a dome i do know what that is and that was our classroom i do know what that is and i think that was the weirdest thing ever we used that for for vbs one year oh yeah for junior high glory taught glory and, and eric taught junior high and that thing because we didn't have another room. And I think my most special treatment was being able to turn that on. Oh. I, was, I felt like I had so much power. Be, oh, class is starting? But yeah. <laughs> You know what? Actually, what's funny is um, this is a special treatment that any leader's kid at Faro gets. You get to help set up. Oh, yes. yep. 100% in my church, too. You oh, help set up. You get da- to the pastor comes in at 7? You yeah. come in at 7. Yep. You're there <laughs> to you open to and you're there to close. And you just got to wait. I yeah. remember driving the golf cart. <laughs> got to go put up the signs. Don't <laughs> Turn <say> here. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, but yeah, I mean, what can we do so that way, like, pastors' kids don't feel ostracized. So they don't feel, you know, set apart in the wrong way. Not in, like, the Jesus way we're set <laughs> apart. I guess uh, just lowering your expectations on them like don't expect so highly of them just because of who their parents are or what their title is because that that in itself just it's not good to put that on especially let's say a kid going into like you know or a teenager you know that's that's not right um so yeah just not do that you know that's People deal with, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, people deal with expectations. They deal with things already like we're, you know, normal people, you know. So they deal with normal stuff every single day. So, you know, so just lower those expectations, you know. We're not like, we're regular congregants, you know. We're all just trying to have a relationship with the Lord. Yeah, I agree. I mean, lowering expectations is a big one because. At least for me, like, the number one thing as a pastor's kid is, like, next pastor. Like, that's, like, the go-to, yeah. like, number one thing. And I know most people say, like, as a joke, too. And But I also know there's, like, somewhat of a serious tone behind that. And do you feel, like feel do, you, do you feel called to be a pastor? Not necessarily. I mean, I don't think I am. Okay. Well, or you can. it has not come yet. <laughs> uh, no. So for me, like, I always heard that joke too. It was like, oh, future pastora or future. It's like, oh, taking the family business. And it's like, no, like I'm very like behind the scenes. I hate public speaking, but yet they still make me talk. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. Oh, <laughs> no, <okay>. no, <laughs> no, oh, no. <laughs> no, but like they always like, like I've, I've preached before, like, and I'm always, I always get like this. So it's always a norm. <laughs> they should expect it by now if they hear it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm always very behind the scenes. So I don't see myself as a pastor, of course. Like um, my younger brother, he's called to be a pastor. So he took that. He took that. Um, but uh, for me, I'm just very like a 
behind the scenes i do lyrics in the back and i do worship so awesome. <laughs> not carry these expectations which is i think is ridiculous because every person is different and i heard this um from um a friend of mine he said you know being a pastor is not a family business it's a calling and um to put pressure especially on pastors kids to be do you guys ever feel pressured to i mean obviously to be pastors but to be like your parents like to behave like them to speak like them because you said you speak uh caleb you're a leader in 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 at father you're a youth leader you guys are both serving in your churches as leaders um do you guys ever feel that pressure like you gotta be just like your parents or do people assume you're just like them and then when you're not they're like oh want to disappoint me Yes and no on that one. Yeah. I feel okay. like there is like a slight expectation for you to be somewhat like your parents. Yeah. I mean, obviously, well, but I don't think it would be like so much as a disappointment so much as like, oh, like, oh, it's something different. Okay. Like I kind of like as long as it still works, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it'll be okay. Similar. Yeah. It feels exactly the same. It's like, oh, okay. It is what it is. Slight variation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I can imagine that they would, you know, compare your leadership styles to your parents. So they that's cool. I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah. I'd, I probably just don't know about it. Yeah. You I mean, are you are like literally half your mom, half your dad. For sure. Side note. So I was Caleb's junior <laughs> high pastor. <laughs> he was a student leader under my leadership for in junior high and part of high school. Uh, my role changed at church. And so. Just last year, was it last year or the year before? No, last year before the pandemic hit. I got to go to winter camp. I was speaking for the youth, which was weird to be at winter camp and not be a leader. It was so weird for me. But I w got to watch Caleb be a youth leader. It was, it made me feel old, one. Um, I was like, have I really been that here that long that Caleb went from stinking junior high, high school, college, and now he's a stinking youth leader? How dare you grow up? You make me feel old. How <laughs> dare <I'm like> you? <laughs> <laughs> All these PKs are growing up. Seriously, but it, it brought a lot of, it was it was kind of cool. Anyways, that was a side note. <laughs> but I mean, like a last little tidbit, little little thing, I guess, is like for any PKs that like are struggling, like you're definitely not the only one. Like even from me who sounds like everything's perfectly fine, like after the fact, and I'm still going through it. Like right now it's good, but. I mean, I've definitely had my rough patches, like personally and just dealing with other people in general. And yeah, it's hard. It sucks. Like there's times where it does. There's times where it doesn't. There's times where it's amazing. But I mean, just keep going. Like just keep trying to make whatever relationships you have that are struggling or pushed you away. Just try. Make the effort. I mean, the worst thing that can happen is stuff stays the same. Best thing that can happen is things go back to how you wanted them to be or how they should be. And I just feel like don't give up. Keep going. Definitely. You're not alone. You have uh, surround yourself with people that love you, you know, uh, godly people, you know, strive, strive to, you know, just keep going. Thank you so much for sharing. I know there's like, a lot we can unpack as far as being a pastor's kid. Um, but if you have made it this far in the episode, I'm sure, I hope 
um, you're able to see the maturity in these two young people. And I know they make it sound like it's like nothing, you know, like, oh, yeah, it was great. But if you step back, you have to remember, like, they're, these are young people now. They're in their 20s now, but they're talking about how they felt when they were kids, teenagers, and and the mindset that they have, the mindset that they had to have growing up. Um, I mean, that is a lot of pressure. It's a lot of growing up that you have to do um, just because of who your parents are. And I definitely agree no matter who your parents are, whether it's a celebrity, a leader, or pastor, um, kids are kids, and kids should be loved. Kids should be guided. They should be mentored. And when those kids grow up to be adults, you know, we should treat them like any other kid, any other kid that's grown up. What do you want to do? You know, what are your passions and your desires? What are some of the hobbies you like to do? And giving them room to be able to be themselves because I have met hurt PKs that want nothing to do with church or leadership. Maybe they might still go, but want nothing to do with anything that has them serving in church because of their own experiences, whether watching their parents get hurt or they were hurt themselves. For me, when I look at PKs, I do, I do intentionally love on them a little bit harder not because, you know, I think they're special or that they're more important. I just know that they experience a lot more than most kids in the church. I love them all and I pray for all of them. But I, I am a lot more intentional for those of you who are trying to figure out, like, what can I do? You know, for me, I, I ask them, hey, you know, some practical things is, if they're in soccer or any sport, ask them about their last game. Maybe you could go to a game just so they can feel supported, you know. And and also, this also shows support for their parents, you know. Um, and and I know being friends with pastors who have families, like that is the biggest thing that they could use is just support. Because um, there's enough criticism that they have to deal with, Okay. Um, but if you're looking at practical ways, you know, talk to one of them. Just ask them about their day. And they might think it's weird at first. Like, why is she talking to me? Or why is he talking to me? This is weird. You know, stranger danger. I remember it was a little weird when Araceli would ask me every now and then, like, hey, like, how are you doing? I'm just like, uh, I'm okay. Uh, what's <laughs> up? <laughs> no. And it, it, I mean, it was two-parted. One, I was his youth pastor. So there, of course. But I remember we'd have car rides and I would like, I'm going to use this car ride. I'm going to see. So how are things going, Caleb? And you can see in his face, he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Why is she talking to me? Oh, my God. And it, and it, it is intentional. And it, it, it is awkward because any the, the reason why it's awkward for them is because they don't get that enough. They don't get asked, how are you doing? Maybe some get scolded more. Maybe some get ignored, neglected. And so just to have somebody loving and caring within the church because they're there all the time, you know, it's basically their second home. Um, you know, ask how they're doing. And really, I like to do that with with, you know, with any kid, really, that I spend a lot of time with. I try to invest in what I can, um, you know, and um, yeah, be intentional with with your PKs, be be kind, be patient, be understanding. You know, if some of them do act out, it's just because 
they're there all the time. They're dealing with stuff and they're kids. And you should allow kids, you should allow teenagers to express themselves. And especially if you're an adult, like just be patient. They kids, you remember at that age, you didn't have it all together either. I know I didn't, God knows. Like I said, I was a troublemaker, but we're not talking about that today. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Caleb. Thank you, Karen, so much. Thank you for sharing with me today. And um, and I hope that um, if this reaches the ears of any other pastor's kids, um, you know, we love you. We pray for you. And if you are hurting um, and you need someone to talk to, you can actually find me on Instagram at not.youraveragechurchgirl. And feel free to message me. It will be private. And uh, I'd love to pray for you. I'd love to, um, you know, even maybe connect you with someone in your area if you're not from L.A. or O.C. Uh, to somebody. And when I say PK, I don't just mean like a kid. I mean teenager. I mean young adult. Someone my age who's still dealing with church trauma. Um, please feel free. Again, that's on Instagram at um, what's my Instagram handle? Not dot your average church girl. Oh, 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 oh.